welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. 1 Peter 4.12 Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Heavenly Father, we love you for what you've already done. Be with us the rest of this service, Lord, as you speak to our hearts and our lives, Lord Jesus, and we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And everybody said amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. If you put that scripture back up, 1 Peter 4.12, it talks about a fiery trial. Can everybody say fiery trial? Why can't I just have a trial? Why does it have to be a fiery trial? Why does it have to get worse and worse? Why did they have to heat up the furnace for the, the three Hebrew children hotter and hotter? Why couldn't it just be a furnace? Like, like a furnace ain't enough, but it's got to be a fiery trial. As though some strange thing might happen unto you. It's like I read this and I was like, as you would think anything else would happen. What would you expect? Fiery trial. So in the Word of God, when we read the Word of God, there, there's... There's different words used uh, that, that kind of mean the same thing in our ling- uh, language. You got, you got the trials, which is some tough times. And then you got the fiery trials, which are just hotter tough times. And then you got what the Bible says, a tempest. The tempest rises up. And the winds will blow strong and the tempest will rise up. And also the Bible will use the word storm. And, and, and these three words in some aspects can be interchanged. So we're going to stick with the common one that we know. I'm going to say storm. It's just a little easier for us to say storm than tempest or trial, even though fiery trial sounds pretty cool. Praise God. So we deal with storms in life. And what we need to learn to do is ride out the storm. Ride out the storm. Now, if you've never heard that term before, we used to use that a lot back where I come from because we'd have storms. You'd have real true thunderstorms, not the stuff they call thunderstorms out here. You'd have real thunderstorms. Uh, you'd, have, you'd have ones that would shake your windows in your house, and you thought the place was coming down when the thunder and lightning would hit. Um, you really did count the seconds between them back there because you didn't know which way to turn left or right before that lightning bolt hit. Right? We, we would have, we'd have like true blizzards and snowstorms. And there's times when you just got to hold the fort and ride out the storm. Just hold the fort and ride out the storm. Don't try to go out there. Don't, don't, don't try to do silly things. When I was a kid growing up, we had snowmobiles, and we thought, man, those school blizzards, perfect time to snowmobile. That's not a good idea. Anybody that's been in a true blizzard, you get really easy turned around. You're like, Where, which way is north? Which way is south? Riding out that storm is not getting on some device, a snowmobile or a car or something like that, and just jumping in and driving into a storm, because really easily you can get turned around. You got to learn to ride out the storm. Acts chapter 27, it talks about the Apostle Paul. He's, he's on his way to, to, to Rome to, to appeal to Caesar, and they throw him on a ship, and he's like, I perceive, and I'm not going to read all the scriptures for the sake of time, I perceive that this 
voyage will be with hurt and much damage. Not only to the lading and the ship, but also to our lives. He gave a warning, we need to ride out this storm. He gave a warning, we need to sit tight. We need to stay put because what's ahead of us is all bad. But they didn't listen. They jumped in the boat, said, we know what we're doing. The worst thing, not, not the worst thing, one of the hardest things, one of the hardest things in trying to witness to people are trying to witness to a shipmaster. They know everything. They know the Bible frontwards, backwards, upside down. They're afraid to use the name of Jesus. They're afraid to stand on the principles and the doctrines of the Word of God, but they are sure in what they're knowing. And the ship's captain said, no, we're sailing. We're getting out of this because, because this is the reason he got out of there. Because the place that they were at, the safe haven, the place they were at was not commodious to enter in, meaning it didn't have the comforts. It wasn't easy. Selah. Too many times in the house of God, things get a little uncomfortable. Things get a little... Mm. I get crossways with my brother or sister. I get attitude with my pastor. And I'm just going to jump. I'm just going to go because it's not comfortable anymore. It doesn't have that same peace of mind. I don't have that creature comfort habitat here anymore. And each of us, each of us will go through a storm. If you haven't gone through a storm or you're not going through a storm, you will go through a storm. It's guaranteed. The Bible says in Matthew 5.45, it's going to rain on the just and just. So just hold out. The storm is coming. Don't be surprised when it starts to rain and you're trying to till your ground. Don't be surprised when it rains and you're uh, wanting to go to the beach. It's going to rain. Now, there are two types of storms. Two there's a lot of types of storms. Let me go back. Scientifically, there's a lot of types of storms. But I'm going to talk about two different types of storms here. The storms that we create and the ones God create. There's a lot of tornadoes. There's hurricanes. There's all kinds of stuff that happens in nature. But I'm talking about us. I'm talking about our storms. I'm talking about what we go through. Some of them are created because of what we want and what we want to do. And they're self-induced. You know, one of the most embarrassing things, I remember when I was playing basketball in high school, I was, I was fairly good. I was fairly good. I, I was a pretty good dribbler, but I was only this tall, so it's not hard to keep the basketball going. Brother Jose, I was just like, woo, 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 woo. and when I'm playing against people that are six foot tall, I can just like run right through their legs standing up. Woo! So it's pretty, pretty easy. And I remember, I remember, Brother Josh, I was, I was, I got the, I got the ball in. We were going down the drive. I was driving down. I was going between my legs. I was going all, I was just making these guys trip all over themselves, right? And I get all the way down there, and people are screaming my name. They're, 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 I mean, I felt like I was like somebody famous. I get down there. I throw the ball away. I made a bad pass. I created my own mess because something inside of me rose up. It's like, look at me. They're calling my name. They're cheering me on. And I threw the ball away. I went from being the hero to the bum. And, and, and just, just so you know, it, 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 that's all it takes in your life to go from being the hero to a bum, to being wanted and not wanted. 
It's just one little mistake. So I created that. There's, there's, there's things that we use in today's world. They call them GPSs. Has anybody ever used a GPS? Global positioning system. There's another GPS that pastor preached about, God positioning system. There's two different ones. The God system changes with the elements. It changes with the seasons. It changes with the times. But the global positioning one that's in all of our cars and on our phones doesn't change. That's why, that's why his pastor is up in that blizzard, and his GPS is saying, turn right here, turn right here. Turn. There's no road. It's behind a snowdrift because that positioning system does not change. It's programmed. But God's positioning system will change according to the situation. So if you are driving or walking or anything with your phone, and you've your, you got your GPS, whichever one you want to reference right now, and you're going down here and it says, go straight, if you're like me, I always mess up on how many blocks I got to go and I turn early and I turn too early and then it says repositioning, repositioning. And it does that little, and then it just does this thing all over the map. So my five minute trip just went 30 minutes because I turned the wrong turn. But the destination stayed the same. I just had to go a longer route. Same thing in God's positioning system. God's got us programmed in his GPS to get to heaven. That's where his programming is set for us to end up. And so many times we take a turn too early. And sometimes we have to go and take a longer route. And we have to go through some storms that he never intended us to go through because his, his positioning system was taking us around it. His position was taking us over the storm. But because we made a wrong turn, because we made a bad decision, it's taking us, we're going through the storm. And we have got to understand that we have got to stay within God's direction. God's plan. When that storm of life comes, just ride it out. Don't, don't get scared. Don't, 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 don't get worried. Because there's one thing that is, uh, is going to be for sure, and that's the church of the living God. And I, yeah, I can tell you, I consider myself kind of a cheater. Right? I'm kind of a cheater. I don't go to the casinos and I don't cheat. But <clears throat> when I read the book of Job, and Job's going through his mess, I'm like, Job, I already read the, I already read the end of the book. I know what's going to happen. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I read the end of the book. I know what's going to happen. You're going to make it. You're going you're to get all your stuff back. Don't worry. Keep going. And when the devil starts to attack me, I've already read the book. I started at the back. I know I win. You lose. So they go on this journey. They're on this ship. They're, 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 the storm comes in. And anybody that knows the, the story, they start with throwing things off the ship. They throw all the goods. Then they get to the tackle. That's not their fishing equipment. That's their rigging for the ship. In case something breaks, they throw all that off. And it says in verse 21 of Acts 27, it says, after a long abstinence of Paul, meaning he just stood back and kept quiet. Then he spoke up. And he stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have listened to me. That's what it says. It says, you should have hearkened unto me and have not loosed from Crete. So if anybody complains about the way I fix people's problems, I just tell them, you should have listened to me. I told you so. 
I said it three weeks ago not to go there. You did. Now look at the mess you're in, and I told you so. That's what Paul said. So it's biblical. I told you so. But so many times that our pastor will come and preach, and he'll teach us, and he'll give us advice, and he'll give us counsel, and he'll give us direction, and we go the other way. And then when we go the other way, we wonder, why is this happening to me? But I'm a child of your kingdom. There's a rich young man who's going to throw a wedding celebration, right? Invited all the important people in town, and they all turned him down and said, no, not going. So he says this to his servants. He says, go to the highways and the byways. You grab everybody you can get. You get them to my house. We're going to have a celebration. And I want you to bring them through the, the closet, so to speak. I want them to have the party garments on, the wedding garments on. And then as the king's walking through, he says, whoop. How come you ain't wearing wedding garments? How'd you get in here? I don't know. You got to go. So if you think that just doing your own thing and following your own GPS system is okay, God kicked him out. Says, you didn't come in the right way. You got to go. And where you're going to go is not pleasant. Outer darkness, gnashing of teeth. When the ship was to the point of breaking. As we know in the story, they all jumped out. They, some swam, some grabbed under the wood. Paul said, hey, no one's going to die. We're going to be okay, but the ship's going to be lost. They lost everything except for their life. Let's go back to Job. Job lost everything except for his life and a wife that said, curse God and die. And three friends that tried to tell him his business. And we're going to find ourselves when we get out of that out of God's positioning. Well, that same situation is going to happen. We're going to have those people that we think are our friends are going to give us advice. But they lost everything, and there are people living for God. Maybe people in this house that have lost everything because of the decisions they made. They're sitting here today, thinking back what they could be and where they could have been today if they would not have made that decision. Young people, listen to me. Make the right decisions now. Because 20 years from now, sitting back thinking, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, is too late. You got too much junk, too many issues, too many scars. And then uh, one thing that always, it, just, it, it, it breaks my heart is when people get so far out there in their, in their relationships with this world that they forget how, how to come back. They, they feel they're not worthy. There ain't a single person in here that's perfect. There's not a single person in here, according to the Word of God, that's good. There's only one that's good, and that is God. And we've got to make sure that we make this a welcoming place for people that make mistakes and want to come back. But we've got to make sure we get the word out to these people that make these mistakes and want to come back. You are welcome. We've got to communicate that out. But I know storms are scary. They are. They are real scary. I remember 20 years, nah, 20 years ago. 20 years ago, that big hurricane hit Houston area. And I have some friends down there. And they're... They're talking about it. And they're like, oh, the hurricane's coming. We got to run. We got to flee. We got to get out of here. The hurricane is coming. So they jump in their cars. Well, guess what? Two million other people were doing. Doing the same thing. Guess how many lanes they have? Four. So instead of riding out the storm in a place of safety, they end up riding out the storm on a freeway parked in a car. 
But if they would have stayed put and rode the storm out where they were supposed to be, they would have been safe. And many people, unfortunately, in that hurricane lost their lives, not when they were home, but in their cars. They lost everything because they didn't stay put and ride out the storm. Church, we need to ride out the storm. We need to sit tight in the house of God when trials come our way, when, when these fiery trials, when, when persecution comes, when things that don't go against, our, or go against what we want. we got to sit tight and ride out the storm and not just jump ship and think we're going to be okay. When Paul jumped ship, he got up on the shore. He's like, well, I'm going to help build a fire. What's the first thing that happened to him? He got bit by a snake. So even when you're right, you can still get bit by a snake. Even when you're right, you'll have people turn on you. Even when you're right, your friends will walk away. But you've got to stand put. You've got to stay in the house of God. You've got to ride out the storms of life in the house of God. You can't get up and run. Hallelujah. Too many times we, we, we get into our own storms, and even in the midst of the storm, God can work. Whether he creates the storm or he allows us to go through the storm, we self-induced upon ourselves. But I will tell you that in Matthew, he t- he's reading the story where he walked out into the midst of the storm on the water to where the disciples were at. They had fear. They were professional sailors. They had fear. They were concerned. And when they saw him, oh, it's a spirit. Jesus said, fear not. It's amazing, sister, isn't it, how powerful that spirit of fear is. It can st- Stop the move of God in your life. It's one of the only things that can stop the move of God in your life, and that's fear. I mean, there's disobedience, and there's rebellion, and there's all these other things that will stop it too, but fear is so powerful because you can get so many things right, but fear will creep up into your life. You may come forward, Sister Kelly, you may come forward and and ask for prayer, but fear of what changes in you may prevent you from getting that healing. Fear of what may happen after the fact. Fear of what's going to happen tomorrow will prevent you from getting your healing today. We, 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 we wonder, what, what, what are we going to do if this happens? What, what are we going to have? What, what am I going to do? And that fear will start to mount up, and we go, oh, man, if, I, if God heals me, brother guy, then I got to change. <sighs> That's scary. That's a scary storm. That's very hard for us to change. It's very hard for me to change. I'm a creature of habit. I mean, if, I, if, I, if we just switch sides of the bed, I'm like, can't sleep. I get home, Brother Clifton, I'll come home sometimes, and my wife will be gone someplace with the kids, and I'll open up the garage door, and the garage is empty. And I just got my truck, and I'm like, where, where, where's that demarcation between our vehicles? I... The simple things can trip us up. The simple changes, they're, they're, they're inconsequential to anybody else. Like, what? That's, who cares? Who cares? But to you, it's a big deal. It's like your sickness is huge to you. I'll pray for you, but it, I mean, I'm not, it's not slowing me down. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you, but I still got to go to work. I still got my family to feed. I'm going to pray for you. But to you, it's, it's important. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. 
I'm hurt, and, 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 and when you feel you're not getting the response you want from me or from Pastor or from Sister W or from whoever, you, you just want to just jump ship because you think no one loves me. Selah. Think about that. It's at those times you need to ride out the storm. It's at those times that the devil is trying to mess with your mind. When you get all squirrely in your thinking, when your GPS system is taking you all kinds of crazy routes, you just got to sit tight. It, it's amazing, uh, and it happens a lot more than they, they put it in the media, you know, media and social media, but it's amazing how many people, no matter what, Brother Garza, will listen to their GPS, no matter what. The, I was reading this article this is years ago, but it's happened more recently, and I just, it blew my mind. Uh, they, they, they followed their GPS, and instead of the GPS keeping them on the main road, it took them through a logging road. And it took them out to really, really just no road. And they got their vehicle stuck, and it was wintertime. So uh, the dad, trying to be the hero, he jumps out of the vehicle, because I'm going to go get help. You got to ride out the storm. You got to ride out the storm. The next day, the rescuer showed up, rescued his family. They were cold, but Okay. They're like, where's the dad? We don't know. He went to get help. They went to look for the dad. He was dead because he didn't ride out the storm. He left the safe haven of the vehicle. That's happened a lot because we don't open our eyes. We just blindly follow where the enemy's taking us. We just blindly follow where our feelings take us. Young people, I'm going to say it anyways. Adults, you can hear it too. Be careful of using the term falling in love. You should never fall in love. You need to walk into love with your eyes wide open, knowing everything about that person. That was free. It's not a part of my notes, but it was good anyways. So what we need to find out... And what we need to know with 100% assurance is that Jesus Christ is our refuge. Do we agree with that? He is our refuge. He is our place of safety. 2 Samuel 22, 2-3 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my rock in whom I will trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my Savior. Thou saveth me from violence. He is the one we need to run to. He is the one we need to sink our anchors into. We need to just plant ourselves in the rock, solid rock of Jesus Christ and never turn around. He is our refuge. And if you are planted in the church, if you are planted on truth today, you are in that refuge. You are planted in the Savior. You are planted in place of safety. He is our refuge. We've got to ride out the storm. Ride out the storm. Now, if today you're not in the church, even though you may be sitting here, well, walk on some toes a little bit. Sister Wisnet can fix it afterwards. <laughs> because sometimes we can come at a 2 p.m. service and we can sit through a service, but our heart's not right with God. We won't let the Spirit of God move on us. If you weren't touched or moved during worship service, you're cold. And your heart's not right. If 
We need to be planted on the rock of our salvation. When you get into that rock, when you get into his church, when you get into his fold, you need to plant your roots deep. No matter what waves beat across that rock, no matter what false doctrine, no matter what lies come against you, you plant yourself on that rock and you stay put and you ride out that storm. Psalm 61, 3 through 4 says, For thou hast been a refuge for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will dwell in thy tabernacle forever. I will take refuge in the shelter of thy wings. you're not in that shelter, if you're not under his covering right now, today's the day. Today's the day that you can through repentance. Today's the day that you can by submitting wholeheartedly under the word of God and the teachings put forth from this pulpit under our pastor. Submitting yourself unto God and his truth will get you into that place of refuge. And once you're there, don't ever leave. Ride out the storm. Ride out the storm. Too many times we get caught up in the storm, though. We take our eyes off our God. We get caught up in the storm. We, 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 we hear all bad things about the storms. I grew up in tornado country. We were at the right at the top of the tornado alley, so I didn't see near the tornado population as they did south of us. But we did get tornadoes every year. And, uh, and the closest one that... W- we saw uh, was any significance went right between our house and the neighbor's house, right between them. And uh, my dad, he's a Marine, so he's not scared of nothing. He stood out there on the doorstep of his house, like guarding it, watching that tornado go by, making sure not a shingle was disturbed. And then when it was gone, he says, all right, kids, it's gone. Come on up. And we went back to our daily life. But... Uh, but if I was that tornado and saw my dad standing there, I'd have went around it too. My dad had no joke. But we get into the midst of it. And one of the things that the devil likes to use, because we all know the devil's a liar, right? He is a liar. And I'm trying to wrap this up. He's a liar. So he tries to instill fear into you before the storm even gets there. And he will, he will try to make you feel insignificant Un, un, unpopular, uh, insecure, uh, you, don't, you don't know who your God is, and you're going to get all confused, and he's going to still fear in you, and then the storm comes, and you're going to be caught, oh, what happened? What, which way am I supposed to go? And at that same time, all of his little minions are going to start reaching out to you. And I don't care what church they go to. And they're going to start giving you advice, just like Job's friends. And they're going to tell you, you should go here. Oh, you wouldn't be going through that storm if you were in a different church. Oh, that's story. you're going through that storm because you're a pastor. And they're going to start to try to get uh, doubt instilled in your heart about the man of God in your life. And they're going to try and instill division in the church. Now, there, there's some stuff in the Bible. There's a word in the Bible that, that is called the abominations. Does anybody know what that word abomination means? Eh, some God hates. And one of the things that God really hates, yay, he hates it, is those that sort of discord in the house of God. So if you're part of the division makers, just know the wrath of God is going to get poured out of you because he hates that. 
he hates that. So if you are one of those that are plotting division in the church or trying to get me and my pastor crossways, well, good luck on that. Um, but God's going to get you. So you need to repent. You need to get your heart right with God because I don't want to see you lost and go to hell either. <laughs> God is good. God is good. Mm. We need to ride out the storm. If, if anybody in here would have decided today, ah, life's tough. Brother Josh, I've just been going through it. Got junk. It's weighing me down. And if you would have stayed home, we would have heard you sing. But you would not have been here for the presence of God to move the way he moved. And you would have missed out then the opportunity for God to break chains in your life and get deliverance in your life. And nothing against people watching from home, but I'm not even looking at the cameras. But the presence in your living room was not the presence that you felt here. Praise God. Now as our musicians come, I want to give you hope. I know you guys are waiting on spaghetti. That's good. I'm excited about it myself. Praise God. We need to stay put and ride out the storms of life. As we stand in this place and we come around the front and we have a kind of a traditional altar call, even though we've kind of had a traditional altar call already. It's pretty awesome. I like it when we have two altar calls. Um, but Ephesians, Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God. And, and what we're supposed to wear, how we wear it. And when we talk about the armor of God, we're not talking about Kevlar, camouflage. But we're putting on the spiritual armor of God. And as you read, and, and starting with verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might, put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, because it is the devil that's messing with your GPS. It's the devil that's causing the cross signal. It's the devil that's trying to get you to take a right when you know to take a left, because that's where God's telling you to go. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's why I know it's the devil and not the person that programmed that thing. But against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, that doesn't, it doesn't matter how high they're there. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And it doesn't stop there. Because it does say that there is going to be an evil day. It, we know that the storms of life are coming. We know that, that people are going to, we're going to be hated by all men because we stand for the name of Jesus. We got, we got Christian organizations out there that are throwing the name of Jesus out because they don't want to offend anybody. And they wonder why people aren't getting healed and delivered in their churches. They're wondering why there's no freedom and peace or joy in the Holy Ghost when there is no spirit. But when having done all, when you've done everything you know to do in the Word of God, when it, and the storm is still beating upon your ship and your, your sails get broken off and your rudder gets broken off, when you've done everything according to the Word of God, 
All you can do then is to stand and ride out the storm. Stay in the church. Ride out the storms of your life. It doesn't matter if it's a marriage issue. It doesn't matter if it's a job issue. It doesn't matter if it's a financial issue. Ride out the storms in your life. Don't allow relationships of this world to cause storms in your life. Don't allow the things of this world to cause these storms. You need to be not messing with those. You need to be staying away from them. Follow God's path. Follow God's positioning. And ride out the storm in His perfect will. When you've done everything else, just stand. Stand in the Word of God. Stand firm in the house of God and ride out the storm. Heavenly Father, we know storms are coming. Lord, I know there's people that are going through storms right now in this place. Lord, I pray over each and every one, Lord, that you will give them the strength and endurance right now, Lord Jesus, and the peace of mind to ride out the storm in their life right now. Stand firm in your Word. Stand firm in the house of God, Lord. Give them strength right now, Lord Jesus, to block out, Lord Jesus, the naysayers, Lord, and the evil ones, Lord. Give them strength, Lord Jesus, to put on the whole armor of God to protect their mind, to protect their heart, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Let us be strong in you right now. Let us be strong in you right now. Hallelujah. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.